guys, it's Kim. Welcome to another episode of Wheel Access Talk. Um, kind of last minute decided, talking about insecurities when having a disability. So, here we go. There's a lot to say about this topic, for sure. Because insecurities with the disability... They kind of go hand in hand because you're always going to feel judged in one way or another and it's just inevitable. But um, I had taken some time off work recently because I, I just needed a little bit of me time. It's hard to work in the field of social work really is and I was just getting overwhelmed with stuff not really related to my job more related to having disability and so I just needed a break to do something for me so I took two weeks of medical leave and things didn't go great but you know still took it did have its benefits, but I started back to work and feel like my supervisor has lost faith in me. She has medical problems. I have medical problems. Mine are not nearly as bad as hers. And I know what I can handle. And while I did try to switch positions, at the company I work for, it didn't happen. So, I don't want to say I'm stuck in the position I'm in, because I'm not really stuck. I still like the job, I just don't think it's the right fit for me, but I can still do it. But what I'm struggling with is now I have to build my caseload back up. And that's a struggle, and I have to make sure I don't get overwhelmed. And, you know, I just feel insecure about my job at this point. I feel like things could change to where they decide they don't want me anymore. And I hope it doesn't come to that, because... I can still do this job. I just needed that time and I took that time. So, it's just my insecurities creeping in. So, I don't know. You know, that's Everybody has insecurities, obviously, but when you add in chronic medical conditions, it's like tenfold, hundredfold. I don't know, however you want to describe it, but it it just makes you feel like they're only keeping you around because they can't technically fire you for having a disability. 
and while I honestly don't think it's that, it's where my brain goes. When something isn't going right, my brain goes straight to the negative, like, oh, they don't, they don't want me anymore. So they're trying to subtly force me to make that decision for myself because that's just what my brain wants me to believe. But honestly, I don't believe that because I know I do a good job. Just needed a break. Everybody needs a break. And mental health is hard. You know, for anyone. It doesn't matter if you have a bunch of trauma or no trauma. Mental health, behavioral health, is a challenge because you're working with people that have mental health problems and so they're chronically stressed out they're trying to get things done they don't feel like anything's being done you know and that's what happens and sometimes it just gets overwhelming hearing it day in and day out and feeling like you never get a break to actually live life Because work-life balance is super important, and I haven't figured that one out yet. I've been at this job... Hold on. I've been at this job nine months. Okay. Nine months. So, in nine months... I have learned a lot, but I still can't figure out the work-life balance, nor can I figure out how to get all my hours in every week. It's a struggle, you know, my first job in the field is like a super challenge, but I'm up for it. Otherwise I would have been long gone by now. So, I hate when insecurities factor into things because then you start doubting yourself, which I literally on my work laptop as my background image have a quote about self-doubt. Out of, you know, something along the lines of if you ever doubt yourself, think about how far you've come. Because, I mean, self-doubt doesn't get you anywhere. But if you look, you've come further than you think. And that's the thing. That self-doubt is there. But instead of letting it hold me back completely... It's held me back to a degree, sure. But instead of letting it hold me back completely, I've tried to use it to propel myself forward to keep going. It's not an easy thing to do. There's a lot of stress involved in that. And I have to work on my self-care better. Um, I have a workbook now that was recommended by my therapist. That's a dialectical behavior therapy 
which is trauma focused. So once I can commit myself fully to that book, I'm going to get somewhere. I haven't made it through the first chapter yet. I have half-assed made it through half of the chapter. Like, I didn't read all the dialogue, but I did the little things where it says, check the boxes of things that you would be willing to do in a, in a moment of stress. You know, things to basically distract yourself from it. So you can refocus. So. I'm trying. Um. It used the. Rest. Forget what the R stands for, but E is evaluate. I don't remember what the S is. Or the T. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Right now I'm not going to look it up. Um, but I mean, it's basically just to stop. And focus on what's going on and reflect on your feelings. Maybe the R is reflect, I don't know. Like I said, I have to look it up, but it's just focusing on the moment and how it affects you and what you can do to get past that moment because it's all about baby steps. And that goes with insecurities too. It's all about the little baby step baby steps, not steps. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, like, you take a situation where you feel overwhelmed and you're not sure what to do and you want to get really upset. You want to get angry. Not to say there's anything wrong with anger appropriate but if it involves another person the best option really isn't to go off at them did that recently got angry at someone went off at them called them names I'm not proud of it I don't know if he even heard me because I tried not to say it very loud but I used that as my example in the workbook of how I could have done things differently because the thing that triggered me instead of going off at him I could have just stopped and found something else to eat I mean he offered to make me something but I turned him down because I was mad at him for finishing off the chicken nuggets I was mad at him for it. And what I said was uncalled for, but like I said, I don't know if he heard me. Because I tried not to say it loud. But 
shouldn't have handled it that way. Despite me not wanting what he offered to make me, instead of getting pissed off and going to the store and buying a bunch of junk food, I, I could have just found something else. It wasn't what I wanted, but it was something else because I ended up delaying my eating by more than an hour because I had to go to the store. And that wasn't worth it because I'm a wheelchair user. And I was literally, I just grabbed the eggs and this cart pulls up. Okay, so the eggs are on the left side of me. This cart pulls up on the right side, like just blocking me. And then the lady that was with the lady who was pushing the cart walks in front of me and there's not enough space between the person and the cart for me to leave unless I turned around, which was ridiculous. It's like they basically just cornered me, even though technically, like I said, I could have turned around and gone the other way. <sighs> but see, what helps when I'm angry is leaving the situation and going outside and going for a stroll, which technically that's what I did because I live like a mile from the grocery store. So hopped in my wheelchair and I left my house so I was calmer otherwise they probably would have thought I was nuts because you know I kind of tiny bit rudely said excuse me as I cut through there hoping that lady wasn't going to turn around and step into my wheelchair that would have been on her they blocked me in but, I mean, what is wrong with you? Why would you do that? You see that I have not just eggs on my lap. I had two things of bagels, a thing of English muffins, a big tub of butter, and an 18 carton of eggs. All on my lap, okay? If I would have dropped any one of those things, I would have probably blown up at them. They're lucky that it didn't happen. Well, maybe I'm lucky it didn't happen. Because I would have gone off at them. And that would have just riled up my anger more. And probably made me my, buy more junk food. Because I literally bought brownies. Those little one-bite brownies. With red and blue frosting on them. For, you know, 4th of July. So. And there was like 15 or 20 of them. There's a lot. I didn't need that. But I bought it. You know what else I bought? I bought a big three-pound bag of Twizzlers. I bought a box of bottle caps. And... Oh, some Mounds bars. So, I mean, I bought all this junk food that I don't need. I haven't eaten it all. Because I do have some self-control over the amounts I eat. My body can only handle so much sugar. Um, learned that the hard way. So, it's all about self-control, but it's also about awareness, awareness of your feelings, especially when you're getting overwhelmed, 
or when you feel insecure. You need to be aware of that. You need to acknowledge those feelings. If you don't acknowledge those feelings, you're pushing them down. It's going to add up over time and one day you're just going to blow up. You know, I used to be really, really angry. And do you know what I ended up doing one day? I got so angry. I wrote an entire blog entitled it, I am angry. All in caps. I password protected it. And I gave three people the password and let them read it. I do not like people knowing that level of anger that I expressed in there. Because I was pretty mean. But it felt good to get it out. And that's the thing. You have to find an outlet for your emotions. No matter what they are, you have to find it. Let me, let me correct that. You have to find a healthy outlet for your emotions. If that means writing a password-protected blog and not giving anyone the password, fine. Do that. If that means writing a really mean letter and then lighting that piece of paper on fire, fine. Do it. But do it safely. Do it outside. Not near anything else flammable. Don't light yourself on fire. You know. Tear it to shreds. Do whatever. But do it safely. And, you know. I even read something where it's okay to scream. Scream into a pillow. Scream somewhere where people won't think there's an emergency and call, like, the police or something, you know, find somewhere safe to let it out. There's even places where you can throw axes. You know, you pay to throw axes. Maybe that's your thing. There's also these, uh, rage rooms where you can literally pay money to break stuff. It's all you do. You pay money they give you a weapon you know like a bat or something and they put you in a room they train they you know teach you the safety stuff they give you the safety goggles and whatnot and then they let you go to town with your rage and I mean it could be like old electronics it could just be a bunch of glass I don't know never been to one but Sometimes that's cathartic. Sometimes that works for people. You can go join a gym. Find a gym that has a punching bag. You know, go swim laps in a pool. Go jog. Go exercise, but not overly excessively, you know? Do something for yourself that is healthy. Don't sit around and eat a bunch of junk food and make yourself fat. Because honestly, this is going to happen eventually. So, like I said, I have not finished all that junk food. The brownies are long gone. Finished those in two days. But the other stuff, I haven't finished yet. Because I have to force limits on myself. If I don't, I'll eat it all and I'll be sick. And I don't want to do that. So, 
set boundaries, find some healthy outlets for your emotions, and you know, reach out to someone that you trust or cry in your pillow. Do what you have to do to release those emotions. Do not hold them inside. You hold that stuff inside, you don't admit that to yourself. It's just going to eat you up. And eventually it's all going to come spilling out and something's going to happen. You know, the person may not take it so badly and understand that it's just a buildup of emotions and, you know, help you. Or they may call the cops on you. All depends on how bad it gets. Or who knows, they may say, goodbye, I don't want to talk to you anymore, I'm, I'm done. I can't deal with this stuff. Goodbye. And you lose a friend. But the thing is, were they really a friend if if they're just going to abandon you like that? Who's to say? Maybe they have their own stuff and they couldn't... They haven't dealt with their stuff, so you throwing all this stuff at them triggers them. It's a really difficult situation if it comes down to that. But the biggest thing I want you to get out of this podcast episode, don't hold your emotions inside. Find a healthy outlet. Do what you need to do to admit those feelings to yourself, at least to yourself, and get them out of your head. Don't, don't let those emotions control you. You control your emotions. It's not an easy thing to do, but you control your emotions. And the way to control them is to get them out of your head some way. Admit it to yourself. Write it down. You know, light the paper on fire that you wrote it down on. Write a blog, password protect it, you know, something to get it out of your head. And even after you write the blog, if you're done, if you got it all out of your head and you don't want it, delete it. It's that simple. It's out of your head. So that's, that's what I'm leaving you with today. Get those emotions out of your head. Get those feelings out of your head. And do something to cope. Something healthy. Okay? So, thank you for listening to my podcast. Please share this. I really need to get a bigger audience. I also need to be more consistent. But, you know, that also comes with suffering from mental illness, too. Is consistency. Because sometimes it's difficult to talk about this stuff. So, again, thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Facebook at Wheel Access Talk Podcast. And I look forward to talking to you guys again on the next episode. Thanks.